Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to look back on the life of a legend and a legend teller. Big Jim Griffith passed away, and we're going to talk about his contributions to our community, including Tucson Meet Yourself. Today is December 26th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. And we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track. Right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android by using our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. And then if you want to get us on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. If you are at that uh, website, you can check out our past episodes. And the podcast is available just about anywhere you can find podcasts. And of course, we do the social media thing, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. December 26th, the day after a major holiday, which I hope you enjoyed, and uh, heading into the last few days of 2021. And, uh, you know, today we actually had scheduled kind of a wrap up of some of our favorite episodes and just sort of a recap of the year. We've decided to move that to next week and start the new year off with that recap. Um, because we got some news of the passing of, of really a legend here in Tucson. Uh, Big Jim Griffith passed away. And we thought, you know, this is a, a fitting time to do a tribute to a person that is that instrumental in uh, Tucson's history and that interconnected uh, with Tucson's history. You may not know the name Big Jim Griffith, um, but you've probably seen his impact in Tucson. He is the, the creator, in essence, uh, he and his wife, of the Tucson Meet Yourself. It started with just a handful of folks trying to share stories uh, in Tucson. And, um, you know, Jim Griffith was an anthropologist. He was a musician, a banjo player. And uh, he um, put together the Tucson Meet Yourself concept. And as you know, it's grown over the years. It's um, a huge event in Tucson that celebrates cultures from every part of the globe that uh, have found a home here in Tucson. And that was kind of uh, his legacy in Tucson. He, he wrote books. He, had, he was an anthropologist at the University of Arizona. Uh, you know, he talked about the Mexican-American community. He, he wrote on the Tohono O'odham. Uh, in fact, he lived down near San Javier Mission in, in, that, in that community. But he got his nickname as Big Jim Griffith because uh, he was a a large stature. He was uh, six feet, seven inches tall. And, um, you know, in addition to being on Tucson Meet Yourself, he was uh, on Arizona Public uh, Media's uh, Arizona Illustrated. And he always told stories about Tucson's history and culture. So we were sad when we heard about his passing. And we thought, you know, let's, let's celebrate a little bit. And um, you know, we... Uh, we dug back into the archives to a 2018 interview that we did on Tucson, uh, Tucson Meet Yourself. So we thought we'd replay that. Of course, it's a little dated. 
Uh, it's from 2018, and, and we know lots have changed. But if you uh, if you listen to Jessica Escobedo, the, the person we spoke with, she'll talk about Jim Jim's influence and the importance of a, of a, something like Tucson Meet Yourself in our community. So uh, here we are again. We're going to play this interview. This is from 2018. This is uh, Jessica Escobedo. You probably have a more unique path to this uh, festival than a lot of others because your dad's kind of in charge of what's happening right around here. Uh, and so you spent a lot of time as uh, uh, in your younger days just supporting him. Oh, and just coming to the festival, enjoying it, and then um, he would get us all to volunteer. And then, just come on, volunteer. And then uh, I even have a video of um, a couple of my nieces who were five, like, soda, water, $2, like yelling to get people in to volunteer. But um, yeah, we've been part of it for a while now. And then uh, gradually started becoming part of the staff. And I've just loved it forever, so. And I love the whole meaning of it, so yeah, it stayed with me. Well, let's dive into it. The event is called Tucson Meet Yourself, and you love the idea of it. Can you tell me uh, a little bit about the history of it and what really excites you about the festival? Yeah, um, Tucson Meet Yourself has been in operation since 1974, um, and just the whole meaning of it is just the most beautiful thing. It's so diverse, it's cultural, it brings together them over 55 different cultures um, and that's just not with just the vendors it's with um, the participation as well so all these cultures come together to enjoy food culture diversity and I think that's just the most amazing beautiful thing about it um, during all this time you know people actually really enjoy each other and there's no hate there's no ugliness it's just beauty and just um, yeah, enjoyment, so. And this event takes place over a matter of a few days. Mm -hmm. And can you tell me a little bit about what a, what a day looks like with Tucson Meet Yourself? Um, it happens this year, the 12th through the 14th. It's a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. And um, during these three days, so it takes well over two weeks to start setting up the festival. You know, you'll go downtown, and you'll start seeing tents going up um, come Monday and then, you know, everyone's getting ready, vendors start coming in, setting up. Come Friday, you know, people are coming out from their businesses and they start enjoying the foods because there's 60 different food vendors out there of different cultures and varieties and um, you just see people start gathering and coming downtown. Um, then comes Friday night and that's when the music starts happening and the performances and Saturday is definitely our busiest time. And the, yeah, downtown just gets packed. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so nice because the weather is perfect, you know, and you get this music, you get different foods. And then Sunday, I mean, it's still pretty busy during Sunday as well. Sunday night, you know, the staff is just like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> we just got hit with, you know, 120,000 people out here. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's big and just wonderful. So somewhere 100,000 plus easily, I think I've seen estimates up to 145,000 that mm -hmm. come during that, that window that it's open. That's correct. Yeah. Let's talk about the reach because this isn't just what's happening in, in Tucson. As I understand it, it's, it's about Southern Arizona mm -hmm. uh, and even moves into Mexico as far as the cultures and the people that you're, you're trying to highlight. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, that's very accurate. Actually, it comes from all over um, the state of Arizona. I mean, like I said, we have about 
over 55 different cultures that come to the festival. So, you know, we're getting the Sonoran region, we're getting, you know, cultures that you didn't even know that were part of Southern Arizona and Arizona itself. Like, when I first came, I heard some 96 different cultures were there, and um, I was like, wow, you know, you don't, you don't realize how diverse Tucson really is, and it brings, yeah, people from, I mean, we focus um, Tucson, Southern, um, Southern Sonoran area as well, but um, yeah, just the way this vessel gathers is different from different areas of Tucson. It's just amazing. Do you know much about the foundation? I think it was, um, uh, his nickname was Big Jim, James mm -hmm. Griffin. Do you know much about when 1974, when, when he's spearheading this concept, what was in his mind? You know, he comes to meetings, he has these amazing stories. Um, from what I take it is, he started off as an anthropologist. He comes out, starts off with a couple people um, they're selling, and then it starts growing to, you know, the next year is maybe 10 people, and um, his family's always been part of it. His daughter, Kelly, she's been like there since she's been little, so, you know, it's always been like a family kind of trait where she comes out every year still, he wanted it to be exactly what it is, and he's just always amazed at how big it's gotten. But bringing culture and diversity together is what his main one goal was, and um, starting it from scratch, you know, to seeing how many people it's brought in. Like, he'll tell stories about only, you know, a couple of people trickling by, but, you know, they were happy about the couple of people. But, um, yeah, how big it's gotten, it, yeah, it really, truly amazes him. So Well, it's gotten very large. In fact, this year, I remember reading an article in the paper that it, you know it said that uh, Tucson Meet Yourself has a weight problem because of you know the size of this crowd, 130, 40,000 people, and traditionally it's been held uh, since I've been in Tucson uh, at the uh, Presidio Park in mm -hmm. front of uh, City Hall. Right. But underneath that is a parking garage. That's correct. And the weight has been a little bit of a concern for engineers, so. This year, you guys made kind of a momentous decision to change the location right. slightly. Um, slightly. With the City of Tucson Downtown Partnership, we kind of uh, mapped out everything. Um, there were some concerns that Tucson Yourself wasn't going to happen this year, but, you know, everyone kind of gathered together and figured out um, road closures. So Church Road is going to be closed, Pennington will be closed, and now Stone. Stone wasn't closed before, but now that El Presidio is closed down, um, we're not going to be walking through the city hall. Um, that's going to be closed down. So all of Hockamay Plaza is going to be used um, along with Pennington as well. So, and um, we, we feel it's going to be a beneficial thing for us. So. And Stone, it's because uh, church typically has been closed. Mm -hmm. and now Stone, um, it's, it's north of Congress up to around Tool would be blocked off. So not Stone, all, uh, yeah, all, mainly around. what's around that square, Hockamay Plaza, which is in front of the library. That's correct. And it sounds like with the layout, you're able now to start grouping um, crafts together, start mm -hmm. grouping things together to make it. Yeah, um, so our folk arts will be like around Pennington, um, near Scott, where Scott ends right there. So that's all gonna be closed down. Our folk, art, folk arts will be there. Um, we'll have food vendors um, all in Hagame Plaza. 
We'll try to do community matters during Stone, down Stone. You're still having the car show, right? That's a big draw every year. Yeah, we love the car show. Um, that comes Saturday. So it doesn't come Friday um, because of all of the um, businesses still open on Friday and we try to be cognizant of everyone's uh, work schedule. So uh, the car show definitely comes in on Saturday still. We're uh, replaying an interview from 2018 with Jessica Escobedo about Tucson Meets Yourself. And we're doing this because the creator in 1974, one of the founders, Big Jim Griffith, recently passed away. And uh, we're discussing his legacy in our community. And we'll be back to the second half of that interview in just a moment. But I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. We are going to get back now to the second half of an interview we did in 2018. This is with um, uh, Jessica Escobedo. And this is about Tucson Meet Yourself. And, and we know some of the information in here is dated uh, because it was reflecting the 2018 festival. And uh, things have changed quite a bit since then. But what I hope you're hearing through this interview is the impact, as Jessica talks about our community and our region, and this opportunity for people to share their history and culture. That's something that... Jim Griffith was extremely passionate about, was exploring all types of, of history and culture in our community and making sure everyone had a voice. So we thought it was very appropriate to be uh, resharing this audio from 2018. We're going to jump back into it. This is the second half with Jessica Escobedo about Tucson Meet Yourself from 2018. You just mentioned uh, uh, Maribel Alvarez. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little about her role and what she does for the for the? Yeah, she's yourself? the executive director, and she's just amazing. What this woman can do is just mind blowing. Like she's on top of everything, and she knows how many volunteers we've got. She knows like how many uh, vendors. She's in charge of the performers, and she brings them in, and each performer is paid. Um, the community matters, she's in charge of that area as well, and she brings to the community matters. Um, our media, she's on top of the media, have you guys gotten this, you know? Um, she's so much involved in everything, and you know, the capacity of what her brain holds is just, you know, an amazing thing, and we're like, wow, how do you do this? You know? the, the performers are paid. Yes. I, th I assume they were all volunteers. No, um, they're all paid. That's our way of giving back to the community as well because um, the performers, you know, they bring so much energy to the festival. So um, we have a couple headliners this year. Um, little Nathan is one of them. He's coming from Louisiana. And then... Um, his Zydeco, he's like a Zydeco performer, so just the different cultures we're bringing as well. Um, Mono Blanco is coming in as another headliner. So Bonneville goes and finds these, you know, amazing artists that come in and, yeah, we actually um, pay them, so. Um, so on our website, or on your website, you've got a very good layout of, of the festival. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll link to that and make sure people can see that. There'll be some 
obviously restrictions in driving. Yes. Um, talked to Downtown Tucson Partnership and I talked to uh, uh, the folks over at uh, Parkwise and, and there's plenty of parking available mm -hmm. uh, with the, the various garages and of course the streetcar and either end people yes. can come in. But you particularly are in charge of volunteers. Yeah. And so I'm assuming at this point you have all the volunteers you need and don't need any more help. Yeah, how amazing would that be? No, um, we shoot for 700, you know, and I know it sounds crazy, but um, we need so many people to help, you know, man the festival. Uh, one of our biggest areas, because we're trying to be a green festival as well, um, we do about 5,300 pounds of compost. And so we have every, you know, so many volunteers by each trash can trying to teach, you know, the public what's recyclable, what's compostable, and what's waste, and what goes to landfill. And that's a partnership with the U of A, right? With the yeah, compost the compost cat. cats, yeah. And uh, Chet Phillips, um, who was a professor at the U of A, has, you know, really manned that and, you know, brought so much knowledge to the festival with that. What are some of the roles that, that volunteers play? Um, we sell beverages at the festival. That's one of our ways of income. A lot of people don't realize that we're a nonprofit organization. And so, you know, we kind of have to live off of donations and ways that we make money is by selling beverages. Um, volunteers are able to be leaders at the festival. They're called area captains. And we kind of rely on them to manage certain areas of the festival, and um, they help us tremendously. Um, and that's the good leadership position. Um, I would say about 50% of our volunteers are U of A students um, required to do fulfill philanthropy hours, but a lot of them just come back and just do it out of the kindness of their heart, which is really amazing. And uh, the community, we have returning volunteers for you know 10 years, and a lot of them have been doing it for much longer than that so um, there's merchandise um, selling as well like that's another way we try to make revenue so I think yeah. the, the point is don't if, if you're thinking about supporting the community it's okay to reach out just to to, to find out what's available because there might be a fit for oh there's for, yeah definitely fits um, for almost everyone people who are introverted you know we have positions for them that are more behind the scenes and they don't really have to speak to the community, people who want to like learn more, you know, there's like information booth, like they could just talk to as many people as they want to. Um, they could go online at tosemiyourself.org and there's a list of all of our positions, different times. Um, it's, each position is only four hours long, so they could sign up for as many as they want and you know, they get so many different little perks that we try to show that we appreciate them. Um, shirts, they get shirts, but one of the big ones is the food voucher. And after each shift, they get a $7 food voucher to eat at any of the eateries, which is pretty amazing that um, we do that. Um, just so, you know, we try to show the community that we definitely appreciate them because without them, you know, the festival wouldn't run the way it does. So, Tucson Meet Yourself, it's an event. It's, I know you work on it year round, but it's, it's focused over, you know, a four or five day period in October. But you're part of the Southwest uh, Folklife Alliance. Yes. yes, Southwest Folklife Alliance actually puts on the Tucson Meet Yourself. So, um, Leah Maz, uh, she's the program manager. She actually, you know, is out there <laughs> getting grants and everything uh, to put on these different programs. Is there anything that you would like to cover that, that we haven't touched on? 
Culture Kitchen, like um, it's an expo, the families, we brought in families to share um, recipes and um, the transfer of food knowledge with cooking demonstrations. So it's kind of like a stadium. Um, people look in and um, learn so much about the, the culture of it. Jointly, it's jointly tuned with um, City of Gastronomy and um, Creative Tucson. Um, oh, we have TMY After Hours. That is new. I think this is the second year we've tried it out. So, you know, if you couldn't get your fill of three days of Tucson yourself, Sunday um, night is there are what we call the TMY After Hours. Yeah, so you just like experience this amazing show after, you know, enjoying all these performances throughout TMY. Um, we felt like, you know, we could give more <laughs> even. Uh, so this is a ticketed event. You That's pay correct. For, so this is the one thing you do pay for uh, for performance-wise with TMY. Yes, and it's $10 a ticket. Um, it's October 14th at uh, EXO. And um, that's located at 403 North 6th Avenue. Okay, so we, uh, if you've been there, they've got a little stage in the back, and it'll, so it'll be a more intimate setting. Yeah, it's very intimate. So I know once tickets sold out, that's it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll make sure we, we link to that um, as as well. well I, I appreciate your uh, what appears to be a lifelong devotion to TMY, and. I uh, wish you much success this year. We'll check out and take some pictures and, and uh, make sure we capture what's going on out there. Great. Thank you so much for doing this and uh, bringing light to do some of yourself. Yeah, if, you, if you actually head over to our Facebook page and go back to that 2018, we did go out and uh, take some photos and a couple of cool videos of few people that were out um, sharing their music with the community through, um, uh, through Tucson Meet Yourself. Again, the legacy of, of big... Jim Griffith. Jim, you know, he was not just an anthropologist. He was a storyteller, wrote several books. He was a musician. You know, he, in 2018, he was uh, inducted into the Tucson Musicians uh, Museum, which is housed over there at the Tucson Convention Center. Um, you know, after his passing, there were several stories about his impact in our community uh, from a variety of sources. It's because he just touched so many lives. And... Um, just hope today you, you understand the importance of someone like uh, Big Jim Griffith here in, uh, in Tucson. Jim passed away on December 18th, 2021. He is survived by his wife, Loma, his children, Kelly and David, and the grandchildren, uh, Emil and Arwen. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. I hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, featuring the Tucson Meet Yourself from 2018 as a way of showing some respect to uh, a legend in our community, someone who worked tirelessly to make Tucson a better place. And uh, definitely his 
he will be missed, but his work, his stories, his audio, his written word, uh, those are all available and will be there in perpetuity so we can share those from generation to generation. Well, next week we're going to be into a new year. It'll be 2022. And uh, what we'll do then is we've got uh, little snippets of some of our, I don't want to say favorite shows because they're all fabulous, but just some important shows that we did in 2021 that uh, really highlighted some key moments in Tucson during that year. So we'll talk a little about that next week. And then as we move into the year, if there's topics you want us to cover, give us an email, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Please uh, you know, hit us up on social media, Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to be tagged in things so that we can uh, research the stories a little bit and, and find uh, the people that are doing things in our community. Definitely want to have a, 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 a very interactive year with our audience here in 2022. And I kind of teased it last week, and I'm going to tease it this week. We do have a big project coming out that uh, hopefully will be announced in January. That's our, our goal here, but we want to get a little bit more foundation before we put any dates or details out there. I do hope you have a, uh, a safe rest of the year. We've got the Arizona Bowl coming up on Friday, followed by the New Year's Eve party downtown, and I'll be there, and there's stuff happening all over the urban core to celebrate the end of 2021 and bring in 2022. Uh, so be safe, because we want to have you... Uh, listening again and again. Well, in honor of our feature today on, uh, you know, focusing on uh, Mr. Big Jim Griffith, he was an anthropologist and a storyteller. So we're going to leave you with a little music today. This is from a, an artist named Morgan Harper Nichols. It's uh, from her 2017 self-titled album. It features uh, Jamie Grace and the song uh, you're listening to is Storyteller. Hope you have a great week and tune in next year for more Life Along the Streetcar. Storyteller